0: we know but here's the problem we don't understand how he's going to turn our obstacle into an opportunity and most of us don't obey because it doesn't make sense to us
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. glad you're with us as today we continue our look at John chapter 2 in a message called A Wedding Gone Wild. And Pastor, I think there are a lot of times where we may have some idea of what God is up to in our life. We think that this is what we want God to do, that he may be directing us uh, down this path, but it looks like an overwhelming obstacle to be able to get there. And so we tend to maybe draw back, not be active participant in what God is doing because we don't see how in the world he is going to bring that about.
0: Yeah, and you know what? And that's why we've talked about it before. That's why we walk by faith. Yeah. When we trust him, you know, here's the question I ask uh, Christ Bible Church uh, over and over again. Can you trust God's heart when you can't trace God's hand, Hmm. you know? And that's what we have to do, that he loves us with an everlasting, unconditional love. God can't love me more. God can't love me less because he's given the best of heaven for the worst of earth. And now the only question on the floor is, do I trust him even when? And that's the most difficult time when you can't put it together and say, this makes sense. Right. And a lot of times, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be honest, Uh, I really uh, relish the fact that some things don't make sense. And here's what I think when they don't. Okay. I think. Oh,
1: how's he going to do this one?
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: So you look forward to seeing God show up.
0: Yeah. You know, it's like Mary. Remember what Mary said? Uh, She said, how shall these things be? Not how can these things be? You know, when I was in grammar school, I learned that uh, may is the word of permission and can is the word of power. So she wasn't doubting his power shall is the future tense of the verb to be. And so, in other words, she says, I know it's going to happen. I just don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah, And so, because God said it's going to happen. And that's the way we ought to respond to God, just like Mary did. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you're going to do this,
1: but I trust you to do it. That's what we have to do and he's going to do it, but very often not in the way and in the timeline that we think. And I think that's one of the things that some of us will struggle with, is we believe that God is going to do something, but it can be hard to wait on him. In that waiting time, how do you get through that? Other than just wait. I I was going to (laughs) say, see, you just answered it for me. That's what I'm going to say. You have to wait because wait means wait, wait and
0: wait and wait, you know? And so it doesn't mean inactivity, uh, but it literally means to be involved in what God has you doing until he shows up Hmm. for what you need. And that's what we need to do because God has a timing uh, for everything, you know, and we, we see it all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, right now we're going to uh, be in John chapter 2. So if you can, grab a Bible, join us there as we continue a message called A Wedding Gone Wild. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: Young lady went to her first wedding. She had a whole bunch of questions and she was sitting there with her mother. One of the questions she asked was, Mama, why is the bride dressed in all white? To which the mother replied, because this is the happiest day of her life. She said, then why is the groom all dressed in black? (laughs) Well, you know, somebody said it best. They said that marriage is like the flies on the screen door. Those are that on the outside are trying to get in and those that are on the inside are trying to get out. It's falling on bad times, like uh, uh, the the woman who told her husband, well, I don't know why you don't tell me you love me anymore. You used to tell me you love me so much that you could eat me up. What happened? He said, I lost my appetite. (laughs) It's falling on hard times. (laughs) Wife said, he said, honey, you used to make a hot breakfast for me every morning, and now you don't even do it like you don't care anymore. What am I supposed to do? She said, set your cornflakes on fire. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Well, we have to admit, you know, marriage has fallen on bad times because the divorce rate in the church is as high as the divorce rate in the world. Uh, That's just facts. That's just what it is. And so marriages are down. Some are down because they've been let down. Some are down because they've been brought down. Some are down because they've been run down. And some are down because somebody's been low down. See, you've been let down because you have expectations uh, that haven't been met. Uh, you've been brought down because uh, you always got an excuse and want to blame somebody else instead of looking at yourself. You've been run down because you're exhausted and tired because you put more time in your job and your career than you do in your marriage. Only three kinds of people in the world say, what kind of people are they? The haves, the have-nots and they have not paid for what they have. Yeah. And then, of course, some have been down because somebody's been low down. That's extramarital uh, fair. Uh, so it happens all the time. I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just, I, I just uh, was laughing about what I was going to say because it was so funny. I had to laugh before I said it. Uh, anyway... <laughs> you thought you were getting a rib and she ended up being a rib tip. You thought he was Boaz and he ended up being Bozo. Uh, But anyway, too many couples are trying to see through each other rather than see each other through. Let me say it again. I said too many are trying to see through each other rather than see each other through. I like what uh, Bella Della La Hasse said. She said, couples who love God first love each other better. Oh man, that bears repeating. <laughs> couples who love God first Love each other better. See, a real man doesn't put his woman first. A real man puts his God first so that he'll know how to lead his lady. Yeah, and so what happens? Too many of us as Christians want a shack with the devil, but we want Jesus to pay the rent. That's the problem. Now, Jesus sanctioned marriage. Uh, by being present at this wedding in the Cana of Galilee. Truly, it was a wedding gone wild. Now, we looked at it last week. I want to finish it up this week. Uh, but here's what I love about them. Say, what do you love about them? They knew that a greater marriage begins with becoming a greater follower of Jesus. So they were not about to leave him out of their marriage. They invited Jesus to the wedding ceremony, to the marriage. Mm, mm, mm. That's good stuff. And so what happens? Jesus turns water into wine. Now, I know you wanted to do it for you. Uh, because that's the principles that are here. How do we get Jesus to turn our water into wine? Four actions we must take. Let me give them to you in case you want to fall asleep. When service is over, you'll be able to talk intelligently about the message. First action is found in verses 1 and 2. Christ's participation must be desired. You must want Him. Secondly, 3 through 5, Christ's purpose must be discerned. You have to know that his provision is always tied to his purpose, that if you don't want his purpose, you ain't getting his provision. Then thirdly, Christ's power must be demonstrated, verses 6 through 9. And then 10 and 11, Christ's praise must be declared. Now we've looked at the first two. Christ's participation must be desired, verses 1 and 2. We looked at three through five, Christ's purpose must be discerned. Now, let's move on. Notice number three, verses six through nine. Christ's power must be demonstrated. Now, notice the order. First, he is desired. Then, he's discerned. Then, he demonstrates. That's the order. And so, what happens here? Now, the first problem happens before they say, I do. Some of us can relate to that. Amen. That was a wedding day. Day. Amen. Uh, I'll leave it alone. I was going to say, but if we put as much emphasis on the marriage as we do today, the marriage would be better. Anyway, let me go on. Let me go on because that's not what I'm talking about. i say that uh, for Thanksgiving or something like that. And so here's the question that's on the floor. Christ's power is demonstrated in verses 6 through 9. How do you turn an obstacle into an opportunity? Anybody want to take a guess? Obedience. Listen to this. His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I love is this, that whenever there's an issue, if you have Christ in your life, I want you to notice that they don't even know they have the problem, yet Christ fixes the problem even before they know they have it. Now, he's done that for us plenty of times. You don't know how many times he saved you on the damn ride. You don't know how many times you just missed the stray bullet. You don't know how many times he did it. But the point is this, his power is demonstrated. See, somebody told me one time, Pastor Ford, uh, you use Jesus Christ as a crutch. And you know what I said? I said, that's because I'm a cripple. I need his power. I need Him. I need Him every hour. See, you got to understand that when His power is demonstrated to me, when I say, I can't take another step, and Jesus says, I'll carry you. I say, I don't know which way to go. He says, I'll guide you. I'll say, I'm guilty, and I know I'm guilty. He says, I forgive you. Uh, no one seems to care about me. Cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. I don't have a friend. Oh, yes, you do. I'm a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yes, yes. When I fall, Jesus is the one that lifts me up. When I fail, Jesus is the one that forgives me. When I'm weak, Jesus is the one that's strong. When I'm lost... Jesus is the way. When I'm afraid, Jesus is my courage. When I stumble, he's the one that steadies me. When I'm hurt, he's the one that heals me. I wish I had some help up in the air. When I'm blind, he's the one that gives me sight. When I'm hungry, he's the one that feeds me. When I face trials, he's the one that's always with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. When I face problems, he comforts me. When I face loss, he provides for me. And when I face death, he's coming to take me home. Thank God for his power. Thank God that he's everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, and in every way. He is God. He is faithful, and he is mine. Yeah, I love him. I love him. I love him.
1: Well, I hope like Pastor Ford, you can say that he is yours and that you love him. But maybe you don't know Jesus, but you'd like to, or at least like to know more. You can certainly talk with someone about beginning a relationship with Jesus. When you call this number, it's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Someone would be happy to uh, talk with you about Jesus, to answer your questions about him, to pray with you, and to introduce you to Jesus. Again, that number is one eight 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 need him if you're just joining us, we are in John chapter two, as we continue A Wedding Gone Wild. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: And so what happens here, now watch this. Here's the missing ingredient. What's going on, Pastor, where I have an obstacle and I want it to become an opportunity? Because in the middle, you need obedience. And the question on the floor is, are you walking in obedience to what he said? Now notice this, I'm just gonna to cut to the chase. Say, cut to the chase. Verse 7, they obey completely. Verse 8, they obey explicitly. Completely and explicitly. Notice Mary says, You must give Jesus the blank check of your life and sign it. Or access to your link card. You got to give it to him. Whatever. 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 And so, and so what happens here? (laughs) Let me explain so you understand. These pots were for purification. Uh, There were six of them. Uh, Now, scholars tell us uh, that each one carried about 20 gallons to 30 gallons. If they were the smaller ones, 20 gallons. These are some big things. 20 gallons. To 30 gallons. That means then, when Jesus turned water into wine, that Jesus made 120 gallons at the lowest, 180 gallons of wine at the most. And that was real wine. I'm going to tell you in a minute, it wasn't great juice. It was real wine. Amen. He made wine. That's what he said. (laughs) Amen. And so he did it. For them Now, the pots for purification, uh, the Mishnah has 120 pages on purification, things that you're supposed to wash. You wash your hands. You wash your dishes. Notice that the Bible had hygiene before science knew that it was germs that you couldn't see. That, so God had the Jews washing things, their hands before they eat, and stuff like that. This is for the Word of the Work department. That's for those of us who like to teach stuff. And so what happens? They are obeying him unconditionally. Let me do this. Let me do this. Why don't we obey? Number one, we don't want to. Number two, we don't like what he's saying. So then we don't want to. We don't like what he's saying. Here's another one. Sometimes we're ignorant into what to obey. But, but here's what I believe it is for most of us, because you're not ignorant of the word of God in here. This is Christ's Bible church, where Bible is our middle name. And I know, I know about us. See, we love to hear it in the Greek, in the Hebrew, but we don't obey it in the English. That's what happens. So, so, so here it is. <laughs> oh, man, I got to quit cracking myself up. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, so here it is. We know but here's the problem. We don't understand how. Come on. He's going to turn our obstacle into an opportunity, and most of us don't obey because it doesn't make sense to us. Now, you look at this. Look at this. These servants, they can play completely and explicitly. Jesus says, uh, there's six pots there, bring them Uh, uh, take them to the governor and then give him a cup. Now come on now, if that had been one of us uh, let's say, let's take the first two rows. My wife would have said, my back's bad, I can't pick that up you get it. (laughs) And Elder Jones would have said, why six? Why we got to carry all six? Why can't we carry just three? (laughs) We had all kind of questions. They just, he said do it and remember, Mary said, God told me to tell you. Because Jesus didn't tell them. Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, you just better do it. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Listen to this. I, I usually don't like to read a whole thing like this. I usually memorize it, tell you the story. But I want to read this. Okay, listen to this. A young man had been to Tuesday night Bible study. Well, at least he's gone. The pastor had shared about listening to God and obeying the Lord. The young man couldn't help but wonder, does God still speak to people? After service, he went out with some friends for coffee and pie, and they discussed the message. Several of the people talked about how God had led them in different ways. It was about 10 o'clock, and the young man started driving home. Sitting in his car, he just began to pray, God, if you still speak to people, speak to me I will listen and I will obey what you tell me. As he drove down the main street of his town, he had a strange thought, stop and buy a gallon of milk. He shook his head and said out loud, God, is that you? He didn't get a reply and he started on home. But again, it came to him, buy a gallon of milk. Young man thought of Samuel and how he didn't recognize the voice of God and how little Samuel ran to Eli "'Okay, God, in case that's you, I will buy the milk.'" It didn't seem like a test too hard to obey. Besides, he could always use the milk. He stopped and purchased a gallon of milk and started off toward home. As he drove past 7th Street, he felt a strange urge. "'Turn down that street.'" "'This is crazy,' he thought. "'Doesn't make sense,' and drove on by the intersection. But again, before he could get to the next block,' He heard, turn around and go back down 7th Street. So at the next intercession, he turned around, headed down 7th Street. Half jokingly, he said out loud, okay, God, I will. He drove several blocks, then suddenly, stop. He pulled over, looked around. He was in a semi-commercial area of town. It wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst uh, of neighborhoods either. The businesses were closed, and most of the houses looked dark, like the people were already in bed. There was one place with a light on in the window. Something seemed to say, go and give the milk to the people in that house. He looked at the house and he began to say, wait a minute. It's after 1030 at night. These people may think I'm crazy. I may get shot. This is crazy. It doesn't make sense. This can't be you, God. Go give the milk to whoever comes to the door. He knocks on the door timidly. The door opens. The guy looks at him, what do you want? He said, here, I was told to give you this milk. The man immediately took the milk, rushed down the hallway, speaking loudly in Spanish. Then from down the hall came a woman carrying the milk, headed toward the kitchen. The man was following her, holding a baby. The baby was crying. The man had tears streaming down his face. While half crying, the man said, we were just praying. Uh, My wife has no milk. And we had some big bills this month, so we ran out of money to buy milk for the baby. We were just praying. We asked God, uh, show us how to get some milk. And my wife just cried out, God, send me an angel with some milk. You're our angel. Wow. That's powerful stuff. I'm, I'm telling you that this doesn't make sense. But, but because they did what he said, there's so many things that he says that doesn't make sense. Uh, say, for example, oh, oh, how do you become the leader of all? That doesn't make sense. Becoming the leader of all by being the servant of all, that doesn't make sense. Uh, how do you how do you become exalted? Humble yourself. That doesn't make sense. You know what they say? How do you become first? Wait a minute, you know the first shall be last and the last shall get leftovers? That doesn't make sense.
1: You know, there's so much of the Christian life that doesn't necessarily make sense, but I guess that's where faith comes in, doesn't it? You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called A Wedding Gone Wild. If you want to listen again, come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, I know that probably almost on a daily basis, we have people who are finding this radio program. They are beginning to listen. They appreciate the Bible teaching. They may not really understand how this program is produced and how we're able to get it on the air each and every day.
0: Right, because it is a listener-supported program. They may not know that. I received a letter from someone who was just uh trolling through their radio yeah. and hit moody radio and my voice attracted them and they said they listened. this has been a couple years ago and they've been listening for a few years well they had sent in a donation they let me know I sent yeah. in a donation to the program something I've never done before and I thought wow that's really amazing yeah. and even when I was working with Share. Had a couple people call in and say, I've never given before, uh, but I'm being ministered
1: to, and I'm so grateful now to be a part of the Moody ministry. Well, if you're a new listener, maybe you've just been listening for a couple of years now, and it's just never dawned on you that this is a listener-supported ministry, that is how this program is able to stay on the air each and every day. Production costs, airtime, all the things that happen behind the scenes, it's all made possible because of your generosity. You can give a gift right now by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. Well, thanks for listening. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.